This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to part two of the Scobro Show. This is Dave Schofield, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And with me, as always, here on Tuesday night is my big brother, Rich. How's it going, big bro? I thought you were, the way you paused there, I thought we were going to go, you know, <laughs> at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Dot com. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm a little bit off there. Maybe I just need to... Uh, I, I just need to need to squirrel some nuts. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Since you brought that. up that right. comment. Yeah, thank you for, for that Steeler freak. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, a, what another great yeah. Tomlinism. It only counts if you hear it again. It only counts if you hear it again. Oh, I hope brings that one back because that was an uh, awesome one. I want to hear uh, that uh, one again. Uh, though. I loved it. If you have no idea what we're talking about, you've got to check out Coach Tomlin's um, press conference on Monday. Or if you haven't, if you if, if you don't know where to get it. Go check out the seven players mentioned article behind the steel curtain.com. And not only can you see where he said it, you could also, there's a link at the bottom to the Steelers YouTube channel to where you could see the video. So that was a lot of fun. So we are moving along. We were looking at the biggest concerns for the Steelers. Now that we've seen the starters, we've seen the basically, starters. We, basically we went through the position groups and talked about, did we have any concerns yeah. on what they were? After after seeing the Steelers, I mean, think about it. Come on. They were 14-0 through the first quarter. They were 20 to nothing through the first half. Some of the starters played longer than longer than others. Ben Roethlisberger was not the first starter to come out of the game. Was he? He was not. No, he was not. It was Zach Banner. It was Zach Banner. And they're still easing him back in, and they wanted to see what Dan Moore Jr. could do at right tackle, which is he could do pretty good. I still think he's better at left because that's what he's used to, but you can see that he's your swing tackle. We'll get to that one a little bit. I think we need to save some time. Let's let's build up. Because first thing we're going to do, let's do this one first. Let's do the easy one. Quarterback. What do no you worries. think of the quarterback play in the first quarter of this last game? No worries. Uh, for anybody that was wondering what Ben Roethlisberger we were going to get, I think he answered all those questions in about, um, I don't know, what, eight minutes of game time? Yeah. 16 offensive plays. And, I mean, think about it. His shortest completion of the night was his first pass, and that was on a first and 15 after a false start. Um, for three yards. Then you had a nice little Najee Harris run. Then you had, you. we got it on the first drive of Ben being Ben. That, that, he that goes was, to the right. That, he misses it. He goes to the left. It's crazy. Go ahead. That was, I mean, you want to talk about a feeling of nostalgia. That was Ben Circa, you know, what, 2005, 2006? Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, and he didn't look panicked with it. He almost looked like he was having fun with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
Now, when he let go of that ball, the look on him was almost like, you know, uh, I bet going through his mind when he let go of that ball was boom, baby, you know. Uh, But the defender came in and made a fantastic play. And that was, I was going to say, a lot of us were saying, oh, it's a drop ball, it's a drop. I still think he could have caught the ball. Correct. But there was a hand in there. You can't say that the defender didn't have something to do with it, but honestly, a big, strong tight end should not let one hand take it away. Was was it Jeffrey Benedict that went through and said he had slowed it down frame by frame was looking? Yeah. Yeah. And and he was like, you know, he said he still could have caught that ball, but it was not as easy as it looked full speed on TV. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they didn't. Like, as you guys know, I I I dive into the numbers of the PFF scores. You don't have to believe the PFF scores. Eric Ebron had a great PFF score. On the Steelers' offense, he was second behind Fairmuth. He was ahead of Roethlisberger in PFF scores. So people that were saying, oh, and Eric, oh, Eric Ebron, oh, he's so terrible. And not only that, you ready? You want me to blow your mind? He had a better run-blocking score than any offensive lineman on the Steelers. Really? He had a better run blocking score than any offensive lineman on the Steelers from Saturday's game. People are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know what? Well, first of all, he had a really nice block. What was the one I was watching? I think it might have been might have been Najee's long. It was Najee's long yeah. catch and run. Ebron mm-hmm. sealed the outside guy to the yeah. inside so Najee could get the corner. I mean, he. it wasn't like he came in and great technique pancake blocked him. He did more of a thing where he just got his side in front of that guy where he couldn't come in and make a play. There was also another play I remember. It was one of – was. I mean, Najee only had a couple good uh, – I'm going to say a couple good runs because, oh, my goodness, two of them, it's like they didn't block for him at all. Uh, well, one of them, they specifically didn't block the outside edge rusher, and he came right in and blew up the play for like minus one or two yards. But there was one play that I, I – I rewound it and watched it several times because Kendrick Green got off the ball on the block and Ebron from the tight end, you know, had the little pull right up in the middle block and the two of them made a fantastic block. One, one on one guy, one on another. And those are the ones that I know. So I, I understand why, why, why that now, now, honestly, you want to know the truth when, when they, when Ebron's in trouble is when they ask him to pass block. In all honesty, when they ask him to stay in and pass block and not go out on a route, you're not going to get a lot from him. So, um, but it was also just one game. But anyway, um, how do we get off that one? Because we were talking about quarterback. Quarterback, and you went. I I don't know. You get off. I, I, I actually had an article the other day where I was saying, "There we go again." No, this is about quarterbacks. I got frustrated because I'm like, Ben Roethlisberger comes out, does his thing, scores 14 points in the first quarter, plays 16 plays, everything else. We're all talking about all the stuff that, you know, Fairmuth has two touchdowns, um, all the all the things going on. And I go on BTSE and look at the comments first thing Sunday morning, and it's all about Haskins and Rudolph. And I got really frustrated because I'm like, that's all we got you're to talk about. You're all wanting to talk and argue talk about, about two guys two we have never seen the field. Huh? Yeah. I'm like, we had two games where all we could talk about was Haskins and Rudolph. Now we have a chance to talk about something else. 
and that's all we wanted to talk about. Seriously, I have no problem talking about him. Really, I don't. I mean, it, that was three quarters of the game. But really, that's the first thing you want to do is go there. The first thing you should be talking about, oh, Ben looked great. Next. Then you can talk about other stuff, you know? And these are two guys that you're like, okay, which one's going to be wearing shoulder pads holding a clipboard? And which one's going to be wearing sweatpants holding a clipboard? Yeah. You know, that's what we're talking about right now, which I know 2019 was not that far away. We understand we got to be there and prepared. But really, going into this season, it is about number seven. Those are nice stories when we, when we, when that's all we get. But this might be the only chance you got to talk about number seven, and yet you want to talk about two and three. No, I'd rather talk about seven. Let's go on. So, quarterback, good. Yep. Running back, still, believe it or not, I'm, after two games, I'm not as concerned what's going to go on behind Najee Harris. No. Um, Actually, I'm starting know, to like Belage. So am I. I am. Um, yeah, I really think I really think it's Najee, Ant Mac, and Belage. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because when it comes to Benny Snell Jr., he's got to play this week, um, and then he has to come out and play well this week. If he doesn't play, I think he's done. If yep. he does play and doesn't play well. I think he's done. Yep. I think he has to play and play well. That's just me because they've shown they have other depth. And honestly, Najee's the man. Now, you, you've got to have other guys because, like I say, that's the one position where guys miss games more than anywhere else. Yep. So you've got to assume that there might be three games you don't have number 22. So you have to be ready for that. But honestly, I don't know that it's as much about the guys, the other guys they have, is to make sure things are being taken care of up front. Because I think we we saw that even with Najee on Saturday night. So running back, good. Wide receivers? I yeah. think the fact that Chase Claypool got to sit out the other night yeah. um, because there was no worry about the depth just tells you everything you need to know about the wide receiver group. Yeah. And and a lot of people I know, they really like seeing Matthew Sexton out there as the returner. They're like, oh, well, can he knock off Ray Ray? The biggest issue I have right now is he's only had 26 offensive snaps. He's had one target with zero receptions. So he hasn't shown anything as a wide receiver, only yep. a return guy. And if you're if it's close between him and Ray Ray, you're going to want the guy that you know you can at least run an end around or run a short route. And you are you can get in the ball and he's going to catch it. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, how do you feel now about the tight ends after after Saturday night? Feeling pretty good about tight ends too. Uh, not too worried there. Actually, the Steelers went from you know tight end being an area of, of potential concern to like okay, who's not going to make the roster? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still think Kevin Rader would be a great guy for the practice squad. I think he does a lot on special teams, and I think he's a guy they could elevate if they needed to. But, I mean, I'd even be okay with them keeping four. You know, we didn't even talk about fullback. Jeffrey's big on loving how they're using Trey Edmonds as an H-back. So am I. And Trey he Edmonds, would love that, to keep that, him on the team. That position, H-back, is totally suited for his style, his build, and the way he plays the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, and if, and that's, he's, 
let's just say this. He fits better in what into Canada's offense than someone like Jalen Samuels, who ran the typical Canada offense when he was in college. Yep. So yeah, I think if there's another running back that gets on this roster, I don't think it's Samuels. I don't even know that it's I mean, at this point right now, if I had to pick between Snell and Edmonds, I'm taking Edmonds. Yeah. You know, because Great special teams. You know, some people would say, well, do you take him over what? I don't know that you take him over what, but Correct. that you just might want them. You might want them both. Yeah, special both, teams, both. Is his his versatility in, in that H-back type spot, mm-hmm. the fact that he could run the ball, he catch the ball, he's a good blocker, He, you know. Yeah. Well, he, I, he's interesting. You're right. He's Let's just say, everyone said that Jalen Samuels was the Matt Canada H-back, but Trey Edmonds does it better. So, yeah, I'm 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 yeah. I'm, I'm really really surprised there. Um, like to see just it, it's so funny because the thing that I another thing I put on Twitter when it gets and back I to agree the with Taylor's freak who came back with yet another good one tonight. He's Edmonds could cover for Watt if Watt was injured. Exactly, exactly. He 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 brings you. So I mean, he played some fullback last year when Watt was yes. injured, and that's yes. why I'm like, I at least have Trey Edmonds on the practice squad, but he might be more. They might need him more than that. I don't know because he's a guy that was on the practice squad last year and then was elevated and stuff like that. But going back to the tight ends where we were, because I realized we didn't discuss the fullbacks. I thought it was interesting that it seemed like there was a bigger connection between Roethlisberger and Fairmuth and a bigger connection between Ebron and Rudolph. That's not what I expected. You know, I expect it to be the other way around. So, okay. So I think with, with Roth, this is just total speculation for me from what I saw in, from the mm-hmm. game. All right. Roethlisberger is sees, has seen enough of Firemuth to say, Hey, this kid's got some skills. I need to work on building a rapport with this guy as a receiver. So the lockers are next to each other, right? Okay, <laughs> things like that. He yeah. already Ben always already knows what he has from Ebron. Okay, I think what he found out from Firemuth in that game was that Firemuth Firemuth has a <laughs> skill set that is slightly different from Ebron's. No, I think it. Yeah, it's it's very you similar to Heath Miller. Correct. Yeah. Okay. In that in line. Terms, yeah. In terms of wh- what routes he can run and produce at. Yeah. Okay. The routes that Firemuth ran for those touchdowns the other night aren't Ebron's best routes. No, I think you're right. And, and I think Ben just found out though that now he's got a tight end to run those routes, which actually just makes Ben Roethlisberger more dangerous in the red zone. Absolutely. And tomorrow, I'm assuming tomorrow, who knows, maybe Jeff will hold it to Thursday, but very soon you should have, you will be having a Steelers vertex coming to you courtesy of myself and Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey breaks down the, the first, I mean, we were looking at Ben Roethlisberger's passes. We charted them. We figured out where he was throwing. Um, And he looks at that first touchdown and he's like, that wasn't a pump fake. Ben went to throw the ball and stopped. You yeah. know, a pump fake is when you're trying to pretend like you're throwing. You know, I think of I think of the movie. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Daddy's Home 2. It's the Christmas movie, and Will Ferrell's got the snowball. Go to throw it at Mark Wahlberg. He's like, huh, 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 you know, over and over again. I'm like, he's not yes. even trying to throw it. Ben Roethlisberger went to throw that ball, realized that 
Freremuth was doing a little juke move and wasn't going to be ready to catch it and pulled it back and threw it again when he was yeah. open. It was it was beautiful. You're, you got to check it out. Jeffrey broke it down great. So tight ends were no good. We've got to start where we could have some concerns here. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the offensive line. This is our okay. this is still, I think this was the biggest concern coming into the season, and I think it's still the biggest concern now. Yes. Still has start where has, you want to start. Um, well, let's start where it's easy. Yeah. Let's start at guard. Okay. I have no concerns about our guard play. Okay. Are you okay and with our Trey guard? Yeah. I'm okay with Trey he's, I think he's getting there. I yes. think he's improving. And I also think that Rashad Coward has showed that he's that he could I mean he was Correct. he played ball center. And I think yes, BJ Finney's been playing great at guard. Correct. So when you take those three and Kevin Dotson, yeah. Okay, they're gonna make guard guard is gonna work. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's what's crazy. A name from the past. It did not so distant past last year. Everyone thought could be the next guy at guard. Derwin Gray couldn't clear him through waivers. Got claimed by Jacksonville. He got released today. Yeah, I saw that. And some people were like, "Oh, do you think he come back?" I don't. Guard isn't the place where they have any concerns right now, unless he's going to come back and play tackle. So go ahead. Um. So then you could say, okay, well, let's look at center. Okay. I I don't want to list center as a concern, but you know Kendrick Green it is, is. It's a concern. It, it's, it, <laughs> Partly just due to his being green. Yeah. Um, and not just with his name. Correct. <laughs> Sorry. No, he has the massive quads that work in his favor. Yeah, quadrant quadri- um, green. Quadrant green. Um, all right, so green, his – we're probably going to be throwing him out there, and he's going to do a lot of learning as he goes. That means that you are going to have to stomach – a few mistakes here and there. Yes. If you're ready for me to give my thoughts on on good old Quadra Green, okay, he had a rough time. He had a rough game Saturday with pass blocking. He had a he had a very poor pass blocking grade. It was 31. Um, but he made some real nice blocks on the run block and it helps salvage his grade for the most part. The thing with him is you have to remember because he's a rookie, is that it should only get better as time goes on. Right. That's the biggest upside with him. If it's rough, it's it's not like – I almost feel like – I know J.C. Hasnauer is kind of young, but between the AAF where he was for a while and NFL before that and been around, there's only so much more you could possibly get from him. Kendrick Green's just getting started. So right. if they're at the same level right now, Kendrick Green has that all oh, that that terrible p word of potential, but he does. He has a lot more potential to go along. Now, like for example, people want to criticize Rudolph that he threw the ball behind, somewhat behind Freremuth, where he could have maybe had a third touchdown. They had to settle for a field goal. Kendrick Green completely whiffed on that block, and Rudolph had he didn't have time to set his feet. Right. He was getting he was getting killed. So. That you're going to get plays like that every once in a while when you don't want that to happen with your 39 year old quarterback. So Green's run blocking, pretty good in my opinion. 
Yes. Got to work on the protection with him. So I'm a little concerned, but I'm still hopeful. Is that kind of what you're saying? Um, yes. C- concerned. My, my concern is not kind of what you were saying. He's going to have some mistakes. He's still going to be learning some things. I don't, I don't want any of his mistakes to, you know, lend land our 39 year old quarterback on IR, yeah. you know, um, that's why it's a concern. Yeah. I mean, and bottom line is, and someone said it in the, in the live chat, you know, about he's, he's, he's playing a little small right now. He's going to have problems with a bull rush of a huge nose tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But at the same time, when you're, if you go into passing downs, he might not have a guy lined up on him because it might, you know, even if they're going against a, a, a three, four defense, there's a lot of times in sub package that he might not have someone lined up over top of him. Right. So I think he's going to do better when he doesn't have these huge nose tackle in front of him to pass block, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's working on it. He's, he's getting, he's getting there. And I still think he's, I think he's the best option, but that was one of the things I can't remember if it was this show. I think it was one of our, one of our five things that we did that I said, I don't want, I don't want Kendrick green to get the job by default. I want him to go out and, and, and blow us away. I don't feel like we're getting blown away by Kendrick green, but I still think he's the best option. So, um, I don't know. He's kind of, to me, he's blowing mm -hmm. this away more in his, in his run blocking, but it, as you said, you know, his pass blocking leaves a lot to be desired. Yep. Yes. So, but I think he could get there. I'm still going hopeful, but to say I'm not concerned at the same time, you know, it, it is what it is. All right. All right. Let's before get to we, the before last we get to the end and roll and talk real quick about next week. Last one's tackle. Yep. Go ahead. You want to start with want, want, want to start with right. Right tackle. No, I want to start with left. Okay, you want to start with left? Go ahead. Yes. Um, I've been a bit unimpressed by Chooks at left tackle. Yeah, he's pretty much had the worst grade of everyone on offense every game. Which is surprising because they felt that he was probably more of a left tackle. Yeah. Did playing right tackle all year last year hurt him? I don't. I mean, you would think just having experience, he should be fine. But yeah, but you know, he played well as a right tackle last year. Yeah, he played consistently better than what I've seen for his consistency this year so far. Yeah. Um. So that worries me. Um. Now let's move to right tackle. Yeah, move to right tackle. Go ahead. Move to right tackle. You, and then I'm going to talk. I want to talk swing. Right tackle. Uh, Zach Banner. You'd see a little more, of course, as he works his way back. Played really well in the 12 snaps Played, that he correct. had. He did. Played very I'm just well. Worried about his durability. Correct. So what's that going to be? So not as big of a question mark there. Now, if Zach Banner's durability isn't there, that gets me into swing tackle. Mm-hmm. If you told me right now that we would we would have a tackle down and we would bring right now because everybody's going to agree who the swing tackle should be, yeah. If if it's set with Banner and Chooks, the third guy in in there is Dan Moore Jr. 
Yes, it is. And honestly, if if Zach Banner couldn't start this season, I hate to say it, but I'd put Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle and move Chooks back over the right side. I don't. I, I th- I'm not saying you're wrong. They're not. Going ju- to do it just it. doesn't seem like a move they would do. No. Yeah. But I think that you'd be better off that way. Because yeah. honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think Dan Moore Jr. might be a better left tackle than Chooks. Okay, maybe it's not. Yeah, I don't know that it's made. I love this one from Steelers Freak. He says, "Yes, the more and more Steelers players, Freak, I like, I like him starting more. Steelers <laughs> Freak, you're on fire tonight. Yeah, the more and more plays, the more I like starting more. Okay, He's either really on it or been drinking heavily. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Based on their play, right now, Dan Moore Jr. should be starting at left tackle right now." Yes. He's not going to, though. No. Because, honestly, based on their play, Kevin Dotson should have started the last game of last season as a rookie, and they still wouldn't do it. They only played him when they had to. Yeah. So that's why I don't have faith that they will put him out there. Maybe Coach Clem is different, and that I just don't know that it comes from Coach Clem. Maybe Coach Clem is saying, hey, this is what we got to do. Would you feel much better about the Steelers' line if Zach Banner was good to go and play in right tackle, Dan Moore Jr. was good to go and play in left tackle, and Chooks was the swing. Yeah, I probably would. So would I. So would I. I would feel better, but I just don't feel that that's what they're going to do right now. No. Nope. I just don't. So, um, yeah, it, it, it crazy. So I'm, I'm concerned about tackle. Chooks better get it together, or a couple games in, there's going to be a lot enough going on that you're going to end up seeing it. Yeah. So the concern I have, I think, I think this is where we have our biggest concern is with the offensive line, and I think it's more at tackle. Like I say, I'm still concerned with center. Um, someone brought it up earlier. I don't remember who, but yeah, today, you know, Kendrick Green spoke to the media, and then Coach Tom was asked about it, and they're like, yeah, he when he gave up a, the sack against the Eagles, he watched that. He broke down that film over and over and over, and he is doing every everything he can, and he's taking it. He he's not blowing off when he messes up. He's, he's at, he's in it. He's at it. So he's just got to translate it. But when it comes to the tackles, I'm, I'm concerned about the play at left tackle and I'm concerned about the durability at right. Yes. That's, that's it. I want to see, I want to see more from, more from Banner. All right. We're running really low on time to talk about this coming week, but we really wanted to break this down because we, because this is a question. We don't know if we're going to see any of the starters this week. Usually when the Steelers have a fourth preseason game, they rest everybody, but they have a whole extra week in there that they don't normally have to prepare for week one. They oftentimes would use the excuse of, we wanted to get a jump on the week one stuff with our, with, you know, and not have everyone not having players recovering from the preseason game. So they'd be ready to jump right in with week one stuff, which makes sense. But now you've got the extra week. I don't know how they're going to play it. Coach Tom was asked about it yesterday. He completely answered as if they asked a different question. They asked the question again, and he completely answered it as if they asked a completely different question. Wouldn't say a word about if the veterans or starters are going to play this week. Not a peep. We have no clue. What do you think? Um, 
It really wouldn't surprise me if you saw a series. Yeah. Just to, like, go through game prep again. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when it came to Ben Roethlisberger, it's funny because Coach Tom said, well, this would, he's like, normally he wouldn't be playing in a game like this, talking about the Detroit game. Because, but because we have a new coordinator, we thought it was good to get them out on the same page. So based on that comment, it makes me feel like they're treating this coming week as the as the third preseason game, like you normally would, where you would see people. But I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, we don't know what sure. to expect. So I'd love to I, – I really want to see the starting offensive line for a while, I did, regardless of this quarterback. I think there you, you may. You you may not see yeah. you may not see Ben. Yeah. Um there, you know, there could be a few guys you may not see. You may not see Ben. You may not see Cam. Ben, Cam, Hayden, Fitzpatrick. And depending yeah. on the ankle, Claypool. Or honestly, leave out Juju. You played him for over 40 snaps this past week. Holy crap, how long was he in there? You know what I mean? So right. those are some players. I I I agree. I, I think that's 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 pretty close. So We've got to look at who's actually playing. I'm hoping, if nothing else, I want to see that starting offensive line because that's the biggest concern it seems that we have, and that's the questions you need to answer. And I'd really like to see what they're going to do with slot corner. That offensive line needs more game snaps together, if nothing else. You are correct. I'd like to see Zach Banner play twice as many snaps, show that he's he's closer to going. You know, so Rich, we don't have a lot of time. I didn't get to check last week to see if anybody got it right. I really, I didn't. It was awkward scoring. I don't think anybody had Detroit up to 20. So I doubt anybody nailed it. I mean, this is crazy because I don't know what to expect. We don't know if the starters are playing. So it's really hard to pick a score. Part of me doesn't want to see the Steelers go undefeated in the preseason, if you know what I mean, because that doesn't always translate well, you know, but who really cares about that? So, Rich, give me your score for Friday night. Um, Steelers, 15 to 12 in a field goal fest. 15 to 12 in the field goal fest. You think Rudolph plays the whole game and all they do is settle for field goals? There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. I'm going Steelers. I'm going 24 13. That's a nice, easy score. Okay. Boom. It is in the live chat. I am ready for you all to give your scores for this week. We'll run through as fast as we can. Finish up here. Um, Rich, I don't know about you. While I'm waiting for the scores to start piling in. Yeah, it's good. The new audio show. I listened to the new audio show from this past, I think it was Friday, of what Yin's talking about. They had their debut podcast for us on our audio platform know, on Friday. Oh, dude, I I loved it. I thought it. I thought it was great. They even have their own sound effects with stuff. There, it's it's good stuff. If you haven't checked that out, that's a new one. It's it's a good one. It it really is. It's a good one. So right. so so, ma- so make sure you're checking out all our podcasts, all the audio, all the live shows. You know, you're missing out. We've got so much content. If you want to hear Steelers, you've got plenty of time to do it. Here we go, um, Greg. Schallenberger says Steelers 20 to 10. Shot Manahan, Steelers 20, Panthers 16. Steelers Pittsburgh says 17 9. Um, Mark Tobin says 21 10. Steelers, like we say, well, if we just give a number, it's Steelers, unless we say otherwise. Okay. Tyler W, 20 to 6. 
Okay. <laughs> he said not 20. I said it wrong. 12 to 6. 12 there to 6. Go. Battle with a blunt tool. <laughs> All right. Um, Brian Brown says 24-10 Steelers. Um, Brian Blackstock says 27-20 Steelers. Please put up Steelers freak because he's continuing to be okay. on fire. The very oh, next that? one. That. Uh, Mason's old lady knows he can't score in the red zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just... Uh, uh, he's really right. bringing it tonight. Uh, Bully Mob Kennel it says Steelers 29-16. Got to go with the awkward 29. Got to love it. Okay. Stacy Lynn says 24-14 Steelers. Cree says 20-13 to 13 Steelers. Jerry Terry. Love it. 17-17 tie. No overtime in preseason. Got to love Correct. that. So, so, so seven. I would, you know what I think if it'd be a tie, I think 16 to 16 would be better where the Steelers have to go for like a two point conversion to tie it after giving up uh, how, you know, cause everything else is field goals and they actually do it. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Okay. Uh, Kathy Ford says 21-17 Steelers. Um, Awesome stuff. Nineteen eighty three says eight to nothing. Steelers all safeties. That's Gotta awesome. love it. Awesome uh, stuff. That's awesome. Okay, uh, George Tesson like seventeen. Um, Bert Tav- Tavares. I almost said it wrong. He says twenty four ten Panthers. We had first time someone has said not the Steelers since the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> okay, um, Richard Adamson says. Did I say Adam? So I said that right. Yep. He says 21 to 10 Steelers. Oh, hold on. I did the wrong one. There it is. Reginald Rivers says 24 16 Steelers. So he thinks an extra field goal, other than what I said. Okay. Um, what does Mark Davidson say? Go. Is that something to bring up? Okay. Seven, he says yeah. Steel, Steel City Steelers win seven to nothing from a line drive punt, Harvin kick. Tackle and fumble recovery for the score. It would have to be in the end zone because guess what? You can't advance can't a muffed punt. But punt. it would have to hit off the guy and go into the touchdown zone for the Steelers to fall on it. That that'd be pretty nifty. Okay. Um, Kyle Smith says 33-10 Steelers. Um Gabe Bradshaw says 20 to 10 Steelers. So uh Richard McKinney says 21-7 Steelers. Um, um, what's that? Faustino, Faustino Flores. Flores. It's 1916 Carolina. Okay. I'll be honest with you. The Steelers preseason opponents do not strike fear in the hearts of many like their regular season opponents do, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, um, we got yep, Jennifer that one. says, um, 21 to three. Any more? Is that the last one? Nope. Steelers freak gets one in okay. here. Okay. He says, if they pound the rock, I don't care what the score is. That, that written. That written. 20 to 14. 20, 24, 20 to 14 Steelers. Okay. Yep. So the great scores, great time. Always love doing that. You know, I nobody that the Steelers face in the preseason is good as the is as good as the team they're going to face in week one. End of story. They have one of their biggest tests in week one. So yep. this isn't, like I said, with so many other preseason games, this isn't about the about the other team as much as it's all about the Steelers. Okay. Coach Tomlin likes that they're going. He says he's hoping it's a hostile environment because he knows they're going to have one in week one. So he kind of joked about that. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm hoping they come through for us and are hostile so we can get used to that. So 
this is this is the tune-up. This is the tune-up. We'll see how everything plays out. Maybe by Thursday night's preview show, we'll know a little bit more about who's going to play. Maybe we won't. It's yeah, it's probably. hard to say. But with that said, we are we are now only one preseason game away from football that counts. Rich, anything you want to do yeah. to sum up tonight, or anything closing thoughts? Yeah, you have so, for us? yeah. So really, you know, hey, look, one more one more week after this week, preseason football's done. Although yes. there's a long time between there, yeah, there's two weeks in there. You're going from preseason football to regular season football. And you know what I have to say about that? What's that? Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>